climate change just then emerging as, as being the biggest environmental issue and threat that we needed to address. Individual Australians had put their hand in their pocket and bought rooftop panels. We lead the world in that. We've developed a society, an economic system and a technology that is actually destabilising the entire system. You're listening to the Climate Council Podcast. Welcome to the Climate Council Podcast. I'm Alexia Boland. Accelerating climate change is exacerbating drought conditions across parts of southern Australia, with 100% of New South Wales now drought declared, along with parts of Queensland. Today we speak to young farmer Anika Molesworth, a PhD student in agricultural science, who hopes to one day take over her family's farm. Anika says farmers are on the climate front line, witnessing and experiencing the impacts of worsening climate change on agriculture and the land firsthand. This is her story. So I'm currently in Griffith in the Riverina of New South Wales and it's here at the Centre for Regional and Rural Futures that I'm doing my PhD and I'm looking at how to reuse and recycle agricultural byproducts like crop residues and livestock manures to improve fertility and ultimately improve crop yields. And how, how did you come into this field of study? What, what sparked your interest in this area? Yeah, well, I've been in, you know, interested in agriculture for a fairly long time now. My family purchased our outback sheep station near Broken Hill in the year 2000 when I was 12 years old. Um, The year 2000 was also the start of the decade-long millennium drought, so our introduction to farming was a pretty steep learning curve, and it's from that point that I've tried to learn as much as I can about farming systems, about climate change, and about how to upskill the next generation of food and fibre producers. And so going through an event like the Millennium Drought, what is it that you take away, especially in, a, you know, in New South Wales right now where 100% of the state is experiencing that same extreme weather event? Yeah, droughts are pretty challenging, most probably because like, you don't know when they're going to end. Um, you just really hang on to hope and you, know, you see the hashtags one day closer to rain. And I guess it's all about just getting through each day, tackling each day as it comes. Um, And I guess learning from the experience too. We know that droughts, you know, where my home property is out of Broken Hill, are are going to become more frequent and more intense. The projections are it's going to become hotter and drier, uh, that we will experience more frequent and intense dust storms. So how can someone like myself, who dreams on take, of taking on the family farm, best prepare for those challenges ahead and then be actively part of the conversation today as to how we're going to change that trajectory? And what is the response like in the farming community, especially um, back home in Broken Hill? What's the concern like? Yeah, farmers are concerned. I mean, they just have to look out their kitchen window and see the impacts of climate change to feel the real impact of a drought like we are experiencing today. Um, Farmers, I think, recognise that business as usual is no longer an option. We, We know what the forecasts are. We know what the projections are. And we want to look after this beautiful landscape that we're living in. We want to be able to 
I grow food and clothe the world. Um, and we want to look after our rural communities. And so that means that we have to be adaptive, we have to be well-educated, well-informed, and we have to make sure that the strategies and the policies are put in place so we do have resilient and vibrant farming communities well into the future. And how much work is there to go in order to make that happen, in your opinion? Yeah, I think there's a fair bit of work to do. Um, you know, the threats of climate change are not becoming any less by the day. So that's why I'm so passionate about communication, uh, about engagement, about sharing the stories from the land so people realise, you know, firstly, how important it is um, to have these vibrant, productive farming communities uh, and how we need to together as you know as a wider society look after our environment um you know our common assets of this beautiful country and to make sure that we do have these that we do have you know food security that we are wise water users that we are looking after the soils our wildlife um and all the people who live here and we are talking about the livelihoods of many farmers and landowners across the country, really. Um, and, and, and just because you know certain areas aren't experiencing drought right now, that doesn't mean that um, people don't resonate with the conditions and what could happen in the future. But I suppose, can you detail what you've seen in terms of climate change's impact on the land over the years, especially um, knowing what you know now about climate change? Yeah, well, season after season, year after year, we are seeing records smashed in terms of temperatures, in terms of, um, you know, low rainfall, and it's seriously concerning. So reflecting on my family property out at Broken Hill, we haven't had decent rainfalls for years. When the rains do come, they are quite minimal. The temperatures are quite high, so we lose a lot to evaporation very quickly. So the effectiveness of rainfall is decreasing. Um, we aren't seeing the vegetation growth. So we are running lower stock numbers. Um, we are destocking uh, considerably over the summer periods when it is very hot and very dry. Because as farmers, we are concerned about the welfare of our animals. And obviously, we want to look after them and the native wildlife and our vegetation because the natural world is the building block of any farming business. So we have to be um, keeping these things central in our minds when we are running our farming businesses. So at the moment out at Broken Hill uh, during the drought, we, you know, we lost the dams pretty quickly, the water evaporated. Um, Then you see the toll it takes on the vegetation. Uh, It's pretty dusty and (laughs) dry out Mm. there at the moment Uh, and then obviously you have to sell your livestock and that's can be pretty uh, you know challenging to have those conversations about when when you do that Um, yeah and it can take a toll on farming families and also that wider rural community because these rural communities are very close-knit and they want to support each other so they all feel the the brunt of a drought 
And what, what's your thought on short-term, I suppose, solutions in terms of, you know, there's government funding and things like that in, um, for, for areas that um, are declared, you know, in, in drought and, and in need of desperate assistance in an emergency sense. What's your thought on, while that's a really good thing for a short-term solution, it's not really addressing the long-term cause of, or threat, rather, of ongoing uh, drought conditions and extreme weather conditions. Um, I suppose, like, what are your thoughts on that topic? Yeah, sure. Look, of course, we need to look after the people, the livestock, the environment today. Uh, so there are short-term solutions being put in place, as you say, uh, to look after people's mental health, to make sure that livestock aren't going hungry. Uh, but the main thing we need to focus on is those long-term solutions. We know that these droughts are, be going, are going to become more frequent. They are going to become uh, longer running. We are going to experience higher temperatures. We know this information. So we have to be wise and courageous to put in place the strategies and the policies today so we are best prepared for that next drought that we know is coming. And so those policies and those strategies that I mentioned, we need to reduce emissions first and foremost. We have to transition away from fossil fuels. We can't be putting more um, greenhouse gases up in the atmosphere and exacerbating what we are already seeing on the ground. We then also have to make sure that farmers and people in rural communities have adaptive capacity, that they can move with these changes that are already set in place. So we need people to be well informed, to be well connected to researchers, to the latest information, to the latest technologies. And we are so lucky in Australia that we do have access to so many great minds to so many incredible technologies and we just really need to um, you know promote what we've got to invest in these uh, technologies that we have available to us uh, so we can you know have that truly sustainable resilient clean future that everyone wants well said. <laughs> and, and, and finally, what, what do you say to people, especially um, those who say, well, Australia has always been the land of drought? You know, what, what would be your response to that? Yeah, Australia has this naturally um, highly variable climate. The Broken Hill bioregion is naturally a hot and dry bioregion. And because of these quite challenging conditions here in Australia, Australian farmers are some of the most innovative um, farmers in the world. We are you know, getting more crop per drop. We are looking after our soils, which are incredibly fragile soils. Um, we are able to grow an abundance of food here and yet we are um you know we don't have much water here in australia so what we are doing we are doing incredibly well um but yeah the main thing is that we focus on the future because we know that these challenges are coming so let's seize these opportunities that we have in front of us uh, as we all know australia is you know the sunniest and one of the windiest continents on earth why don't we have solar and wind farms on on farming properties to give them secondary and stable sources of income? 
Oh, let's have scientists working in genetics to reduce methane from livestock, working really closely with farmers to make sure that farmers have access to the, the best, the latest information. Um, you know, let's invest in all these opportunities that we have before us so we have the, the best possible agricultural industry that we can dream of. You're up to date from the Climate Council podcast team. You can access all the latest Climate Council reports, fact sheets and podcasts at climatecouncil.org.au. You can also follow us at Climate Council on Twitter and forward slash Climate Council on Facebook. The Climate Council podcast will be taking a short break and we'll return with our new host, Lisa Upton. Until then, don't forget the Climate Council is independent and community funded. We rely on donations to fund our critical research, campaigns and projects, so please help to support our work and donate via our website today.